This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. Final score, Dover Athletic nil, Wrexham 1. I've got to be honest, I've got a very complex relationship with this game. Believe it or not, I've watched the full 90 minutes twice. I didn't watch it twice when we won 6-2. Why did I do this this time? Well, okay, there's a practical reason. Um, the position that Dover Athletic gave us for our camera was very poor. And therefore the footage was pretty much unwatchable. But I still watched it. And while I waited for the other footage to come through, it's not a uh, criticism at all. The camera operator who did it heroically in the conditions. Um, but it was very difficult to make out a lot of what was going on the pitch. Difficult sometimes to see the ball and difficult to see when the ball went in the goal mouth exactly what was happening. Then I got the actual proper footage and watched that through. And I've got to say, my complex relationship, because I've gone through a bit of a journey with this match. I was very unhappy after the first viewing of it. I'm much less unhappy now, having seen it properly. Don't get me wrong. I, I was hoping, after last Tuesday, we'd jump back in and do at Dover what we did to Aldershot and Kings Lynn, because Dover are not competitive at this level. They've got four points all season. Very inexperienced side. And, yeah, dropping any points would have been a nightmare. And I guess part of my emotion was the fear of dropping those points, which was gone the second time I watched it. Um, the performance was better than I thought. There were times when the balls just took in the box and I couldn't properly see what was happening, but we actually made quite a lot of clear-cut chances. So... Right, not a good performance, but a fabulous result to grab the win, no matter how we grabbed it or how late we left it. And not the dreadful performance I think I thought I'd witnessed at first. Anyway, I'll explain that, but there is one other crucial bit of context I've got to make absolutely plain to you. The pitch was borderline unusable. I mean, this was a real stinker of a pitch. So much so that I can't help wondering if there were bad weather over the Christmas period, whether Dover could follow Braintree Town. About, remember them about six, seven years ago when they actually got the FA to pay for their pitch to be relayed because they just couldn't play on it. It was rutted. There were holes all over it. And it also had a very slow, sort of spongy look to it. Ball wasn't really carrying well on it when you passed it. Players having to run at it were constantly having to focus on where it was. And as I'll explain in a bit, Mullen had two presentable chances. And I think the pitch played a part in him not scoring well either. <clears throat> anyway, we made two changes. One optional, Jake Hyde coming in for Jordan Ponticelli. The other enforced, Liam McAlinden's suspension stood. Uh, but in came James Jones, interestingly. So we reverted more to the sort of the three-man midfield than having two men holding and then one going in front, which we'd experimented with in the last week. Turned out to be a bit of a curse, didn't it, really? Dan Jarvis managed eight minutes before he got injured and then McAlinden managed 35 minutes before he got a rather harsh red card. So we decided not to go on that more attacking uh, tilt. Maybe we should have done. Who knows? But Jordan Davis was playing as a midfielder with the other two. And I've got to say, unlike the older shot in Kingsland away games, we actually dominated the opening stages. Those two games, we had to earn a right, went behind the Kingsland, of course, uh, to, to dominate. In this one, we actually, for the first 20 minutes, were completely on top. It was extremely one-sided. And the problem is we didn't score. 
frustrating, obviously, but also I think Dover started to gain more confidence when they realised they were still in a match. They got a good away point last Saturday and they started to believe in themselves and improve. But we should have got goals in the first half, even though we didn't make as many chances in the second. In the sixth minute, a Dover player making a weak clearance found Mullen, but his shot was equally weak on the edge of the deal as he tried to steer it into the bottom left corner. Then there's a really good spell of pressure by us around the 10th minute. In the course of it, I mean, Dover were penned into their penalty area for ages. Young at one point swept in a, a great cross from the left-hand side and Hyde lunging at it six yards out, just couldn't quite reach it. And then eventually the ball came in from the other side, but from Toza, it all started from a long throw. And Hayden managed to get goal side of his man. He looked offside, but the flag stayed down. And from six yards out, he made a poor contact with it. And it was an easy save, a hell of a good chance. It came at an awkward height to him, to be fair. He had to stretch his leg up quite high. But all he could do in the end was get a sort of deflection on it. And it wasn't a fast enough cross for him to just steer it towards a corner. Around the halfway point of the first half, when we were still in complete control, a really nice move ended of Jake Hyde turning the ball around the corner and Mullen found himself cutting in from the right-hand side threateningly and running at the last man. He seemed to have beaten him as well, got it onto his left foot. This is where the pitch, I think, came into it. i got to be honest, at that point, I was getting ready to celebrate. This is the sort of situation he's been getting in all season and he just nails it into the bottom corner and uh, he didn't get his shot off. He tried to cut back onto his right foot and he couldn't get the shot off. It was the pitch. <laughs> he couldn't trust the pitch. It was just the ball was just let's see there to be tamed. It had to be tamed, like I said, when it was at your feet. And he just couldn't get into a position to hit it. Um when eventually the ball did ricochet back out of the box, it fell to Luke Young on the edge of the area. And frankly, he was in that sort of optimum position where he scores a heck of a high percentage. And he got a bad bounce. So he wanted, I think, to hit it on the half volley as it came at him from on the edge of the D. And it just sort of sat there and got stuck under his feet and, and he couldn't get anything off either. So the pitch was a real issue. It was an issue for Dover as well, obviously, and their defence was struggling when they, they quite often, they made another mistake when a poor defensive header uh, was dropped on the edge of the box. Davis tried to tackle Tumasi and got a challenge in, knocked Tumasi off balance. Tumasi looked to be recovering, but then Mullen came in and did really well, nicked the ball off him, played a nice ball down the right channel to Hyde. Maybe he should have just got his half turn in a bit more and he would have been one one with the keeper. As it is, he was forced wide and he decided to try a shot from a pretty much impossible angle, which went well wide when he, Hosanna at the far post was absolutely livid that he didn't pull it back for him. He was unmarked. However, we did start to sort of lose our momentum after 20, 25 minutes and Dover started to find repelling us much easier. Again, that pitch didn't help, but we lost that grip. You just felt the goal would come eventually and then everything would be fine. But we lost that grip. You started losing that feeling the goal would come. We, we didn't get so much good service to the strikers. Again, maybe we should have carried on gambling and playing an attacking midfielder in behind the strikers as a link. Who knows? But Dover, who were knocking the ball long and, and chasing, uh, did all right. They had a shout for a penalty in the 42nd minutes, which i got to be honest, the first time I saw it, set alarms ringing. Get it? Um, 
Well, the first time I saw it, actually, it was the opposite. Damn, tried to use a police siren as a background. Uh, didn't work. The first time I saw it, I thought, no way. Second time, I thought, ooh, possibly. Bramble driving into the box. Young was running with him. Don't think Bramble's going to be able to get a, a cross in. Young stuck with him well. Young stumbled on the, on the uneven surface, though, and fell and made contact with Bramble, who shouted for a penalty. Dover complained quite a lot. Definitely accidental. Looking at it again, he did fall and make contact with his leg. I think you're entitled to ask the question about it. I think the ref probably got it right, but only just. Within a minute, Wrexham are fully inching the half uh, with the most dangerous moments, actually, of the half. Uh, very clever Jordan Davis free kick down the side. Great movement by Mullen to find space on the left side of the box. He tried a shot from a tightish angle, but it was a good strike. And the keeper, Bexon, uh, managed to tip the ball over. Uh, the corner came in, and Bexon fumbled it as he came uh, six yards out to his far post to try and take it. It dropped to Toza, who hit a first-time shot, which was cleared off the line. Desperately unlucky, Toza, not to open his account for Wrexham. And so one uh, nil nil at half-time, and Wrexham, I think, a bit concerned. They'd become more concerned when Dover had probably their best spell of the match in the opening 10-15 minutes of the second half. Wrexham failing to get that sort of pressure going again, struggling to, to string the passes together on this difficult pitch. An indication of which, by the way, was particularly bad, was the pitch, uh, the size of the pitch at Wrexham. Were, well, the right-hand side for Wrexham when they were tacking in the second half, if you see what I mean. And I don't think it was any coincidence that in the first half, Bryce Susanna didn't get forward all that much because if he tried to run with the ball on it, it would just bobble away from you. Whereas Hall Johnson was quite prominent on the right. And then that was completely turned around in the second half, where Hall Johnson really didn't get forward all that much. And Hosanna got forward quite well. There were there were even tractor tracks across the pitch on that side. So, I mean, it wasn't... These were not great conditions to play in. But, like I said, best of, same for both teams. And Dover threatened in the opening stages. Ten minutes into the, the second half, Woods swept in the corner. It was flicked on at the near post and hit the post. Bounced back out and there was a heck of a near post scramble. Hard even with a good angle to see exactly what happened. But at least one more shot definitely came in from about two yards out. It was so crowded in there. That might have hit the post again, you know. Impossible to tell. But Wrexham lucky to survive it. But had so many bodies in there that often those things don't tend to end up in goals. And Wrexham, to be fair, did break down the other side. Uh, straight away up the other side. Hyde playing an excellent ball over the top. Mullen breaking down the right and driving a nasty cross across the face. But unfortunately, as Hyde had dropped off to feed him, nobody was attacking the box except for Bryce's Anna on the far post and he couldn't get there ahead of his man who managed to knock it behind for a corner. Within a minute, it was Dover back up the other end. A free kick, looping in. Goodman getting up about 15 yards out, getting underneath it a bit and popping a little moon header that floated up and hit the back of the bar and span behind. Looked scary. But Lainton had left it, and I think he was right to, you know, it, it definitely wasn't going to drop under the bar. It was not as threatening as it sounds when they say that they hit the bar. Uh, and Wrexham started to get back on top, and this is something I feel very positive about. All through this game, when things weren't going right, when they were struggling with the pitch, uh, the heart of the team was impressive. They fought terrifically well. 
and they hauled themselves back into the game. I think a big part of it was Jordan Ponticelli coming on because he rejuvenated the team somewhat, but we'll get to that in a moment. So Wrexham had one more chance before Ponticelli came on. A really good ball over the top this time by young Hull Johnson bursting down the right-hand side and driving in another cross, which again was put behind for the corner when Young swept the corner in. Well, I'm afraid Hayden, having missed the chance in the first half, got an even better one. The ball shouldn't have carried through to him, and I'm sure he didn't expect it, but he was attacking the near post, and the ball looped down and landed on the half volley to him, about three yards out. No challenge on him. Oh, let me put it wide. It was such a glorious chance. Ponticelli comes on, and Wrexham went bold. So he took off James Jones, who'd worked very hard, um, and Ponticelli... And Hyde could make a front two with Mullen behind them. Mullen dropped quite deep, actually, more than he often does when we try this sort of thing. <clears throat> but Ponticelli was really sparky up front. I was impressed with him. He worked hard, as he always does, but he started to make things happen. And also Hyde actually had a decent game up front, I would say. I must admit, the first time I watched it, I didn't think he had. But then I realised it was him who was dropping off and playing neat little passes in, in one of them. Um... The, a, a very neat little move ended up in Hyde getting onto it and, and winning a corner. And from that corner, Davis swept it in. The keeper flapped at it rather, and it dropped beautifully for Lennon. Six yards out, he had to take it first time, and he hit straight back at the keeper. Really uh, pissy that. All the centre-backs getting chances from six yards out from corners. You see, this game could have turned out differently. But we didn't take our chances. And we went into the last 10 minutes pushing harder. David Jones came on. First time he's come on since the Dagenham game. We took off Harry Lennon. And we were really pushing on four at the back. And trying to make something happen. And to be fair, the pressure was constant. We were back on top of the game. And Dover were having to really dig in and ride a luck a touch. A lovely touch by Ponticelli. Picked out Hyde, who, as he was clobbered from behind, managed to turn it around the corner. Ponticelli ran into the box and fed Davis. Davis pulls it back. Lovely ball. Old Johnson, about eight yards out, under pressure, gets there first and puts it just over the bar. Great chance. Important tackle, I think, to stop Old Johnson from finishing it. A minute later, more pressure. Toza throwing the ball in. Hayden flicking it on and hide at the far, at, at the uh, near post, putting it wide. Uh, another opportunity, close-range six-yard opportunity. Two minutes later, once again, Davis feeding an excellent ball through the middle. And Bexon, the keeper, doing really well to rush out the box and just beat Hyde to it. Ponticelli been chasing it. I think Ponticelli might have got there first. And the pressure just kept coming and coming until finally we got the goal. And the goal came about <coughs> initially thanks to some really quick thinking by Ponticelli. Ball went out for a throw-in from the keeper, knocking it clear. And Ponticelli was very sharp. He, he went across, grabbed the ball. Obviously, the obvious thing was to wait for Toza to launch another one in there. But he saw a run towards the corner and threw it in and won us a corner by throwing it into a position where the defender could do little else. So very quick thinking by Ponticelli and Wrexham score from the corner. Controversial goal in the sense that there's doubt who scored it. 
there's no doubt he scored it. Jordan Davis scored it. Davis rips the corner into the near post. It's a good near post corner. Hyde lunges at it aggressively, but doesn't get near it. It goes over him, over his marker. Hyde's an important job of unsighting everyone. It beats the keeper. There's a crowd in the goal mouth. And the defender standing behind the keeper on the line doesn't see it coming until it hits him on the left hip and drops into the net. Hit the defender last, but it would have gone in if the defender hadn't been there. That's a Jordan Davis goal. Wrexham have it. Ten goals in 12 away games for Jordan Davis. Wow. And Wrexham, moments later, could have got another as well. It was a sharp one-two again between Ponticelli and Hyde. Ponticelli pulls it back for Hyde. He's one-on-one -on -one with the keeper eight yards out. But to be fair to Bexham, who was a, a sort of had a sort of National League Pickford of a game. He was scruffy and not very great in the air. Very great. Not great in the air. Um, but he did throw himself around with gusto. He came out really quickly and made himself big and Hyde could only hit it into the keeper's chest. Now, in added time, Dover could have snatched an equaliser. It was a bit nerve-wracking, to be honest. And credit to Dover. Like I said, I don't think they're fit for purpose in the National League, but they, they rolled their sleeves up and they fought extremely hard and wouldn't give up. And there were a couple of dangerous opportunities later on. Firstly, uh, toes had been a bit sloppy with a layoff to Hall Johnson, Tiensen nipped in down the left, he'd had a lively game up and down the flank, and he surged down the flank really well, pulled the ball back in, it ricocheted off a defender, and it looked like Cosgrove was going to latch onto it first eight yards out, massive tackle by David Jones, who lunged in and managed to save uh, a real opportunity from turning into a goal, the ball ricocheted behind, Looks like Jones had managed to tackle him and knock it off the Dover man, but the ref gave a corner. Wrexham were livid. Lainton got bucked eventually for his protests. The goalkeeper, Bexon, came up. It was swept in, half cleared. But then when it was put back in, another half chance. I mean, it was a, this to me was uh, <laughs> maybe the scariest moment. Never mind when they hit the post. The ball swung in from deep on the right-hand side and... It, it bounced about 10 yards out, hopped up sort of quite invitingly towards Hansen, who was unmarked six yards out of the near post. He stuck his head at it. I think he misjudged it because of the bounce. It just bounced less than he expected. He just missed it. But Lainton started to be really sharp on his goal line to drop to his right and actually hold on to it because he was pretty much unsighted. And that's the sort of... Uh, cross that can end up in the back of the net so Wrexham dug in got the clean sheet got the win was it pretty oh gosh no is it the sort of result that will make people pay attention to us oh absolutely not was it a great three points it was and to be fair like I said the work rate was better than the performances going through the actual individual performances I mean Lington I say there's not much to do. That was an important stop that he made there. Um, so, yeah, he was, he was solid enough. Uh, the back three dealt pretty well. I think probably Toza on balance, probably the best player on, uh, for us. He kept it on drive, play forwards. The three of them missed chances, but defended very solidly when needed. Uh, the wing backs both had, I say, up and down games, but it was hard for them. Um, both of them more impressive. When attacking the end, Wrexham eventually scored from London. Not uh, depends on what side of the pitch that they were on. It was yeah, hard for them. Hard for midfield. Lots of endeavour in midfield. Davis and Young really tried to play a lot of forward passes. Um, some of which came off. 
Um, Jones looks very sparky and lively early on, but faded a bit with his influence as the game went on. Not that surprising, he was the one of the three who was sacrificed. Up front, Hyde actually did pretty well, did quite a lot of good link work. Didn't look so convincing when he had chances, unfortunately. Uh, and Mullen had a sort of frustrating day. Again, lots of hard work, but things not quite dropping his way. But he's got ability. So, you know, the, the bad pitch is a bit of a leveller. Ponticelli did ever so well. Uh, really made a difference when he came on. Bit of spark. He didn't seem so troubled by the pitch, actually. But he was uh, making little darting runs. The Dover defenders certainly knew that he'd come on. He started asking different questions of them. And should be applauded. And David Jones, of course, made that huge tackle at the end. Otherwise, we could still have ended up with a draw. So, it was a weird one. It was a journey, not just for those who went down there, although it meant more of a journey for them, let's be fair. But it's three points, that's all that matters. Onwards and upwards, fourth on the table. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. How I usually say, with the final score of Dover Athletic Mill, Wrexham 1. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC, but I got it wrong. Oh well, never mind. Somebody will edit this, surely. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Rexham AFC media team.